Welcome to the All Things Data podcast, the AMA edition. Whoa, we've got viewers or listeners. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, So, you know, we've been reaching out to our personal networks and uh, some of you that listen have, you know, asked us a bunch of questions. We've kind of amassed them and then uh, we'll, we'll just kind of be here to answer them. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be kind of fun and off the cuff because I have no idea what it's about. I haven't really previewed the questions. So yeah, let's see where it leads us. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't I start? I'll, uh, I'll ask and then we'll both chime in, I guess. Yeah, that, that works. Okay. So question one, I, you know what? I, I got to say, I made a mistake here. I didn't put the person's name who asked it. Oh um, yeah. I just noticed on the notes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. But now We're that you're listening, you'll names. know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bob from France. <laughs> Bob from Bob Cajun. Um, yeah. Okay, Bob so <laughs> question of oh, Bob blah blah. Um, <laughs> Shout out to so, the rest of development. That's right. Oh my god. Um, okay, yeah. So question one: uh, What is the favorite? What is your favorite thing about your job? So I guess like asking this as data scientists, data people, or company owners. I think we can answer it in any way. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll take the lens of data people. Um, okay. So in, in leadership of data people, actually, not just specifically data people, um, my favorite thing in all of the roles that I've had up to now is just generally that I get to see other people do awesome work and we all get to like figure out what the data is supposed to be telling us. It's sort of like a, uh, a little treasure hunt at times. And it's kind of fun in that sense because you never really, really know what you're after until you really dig into the data. And, you know, as a leader and as an executive, it would be like pretty stupid to go, we know exactly what we're going to get out of this data. We know the statistical uh, significance of this part of your data set, blah, 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 all that stuff. And I, I detest when executives and managers kind of purport to know better about everything than the data people. Cause realistically yeah. the data people, the data people know. So always be informed by your data people is basically what that comes down to. Yeah, so yeah, for me, ground. it's like the nuggets the nuggets and like the treasure that's at the end of uh, exploration. No, I hear you. I, I think uh, kind of the same thing, like, I mean, kind of being more on the analyst side, but on the project setup side too. I like, I really like that part where you're working with the customer um, and just kind of picking through all their questions. You know, sometimes customers come at you with a really um, pointed piece of work that needs to be done. But, you know, by and large, a lot of the time it's, we got some cool stuff. We got some data. We've got some things. Can you help us find something? And then, yeah. and then, you know, you're kind of like working through that whole process of like honing a really big ask down into, okay, these are the three things we're going to look for, or this is what we're going to pick apart. And mm-hmm. then like going in and teasing it out. But, you know, I think it, one, one thing for me is just getting people really excited about data. I love, I love that. Like just being the data hype man. It's yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, you're like the data wingman. <laughs> <laughs> the data wingman. That's the new job title. Yeah. Forget data scientist or data analyst. It's data yeah. wingman from data now wingman. on. And then the other the other great ones are like data whisperer. Oh, yeah. Man, that's like my favorite. I can't believe someone had that on LinkedIn. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's probably a good data whisperer. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I've got the notes. Yeah. I'll ask the second one. Okay, okay. I go into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does your data science toolkit look like? Do you find there are some programming languages, concepts, tools, or platforms that are simply useful no matter what the task? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what you're looking for. I, you know, I mean, I'm giving the ultimate consultant answer of it depends, <laughs> but I mean, the day-to-day, -day, it, it depends on what you're doing. Like for me, I think the biggest tool I use these days is just like spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm not going to go jump into Jupyter Notebook and like, you know, go crunch, like if I can do it in a pivot table in like 10 seconds, I might as well just do that, right? Or if I'm doing really quick EDA, I just find that my EDAing is faster in something like Tableau or, um, you know, a spreadsheet. But, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if it's a real problem, then it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, a hard, it's a hard one for me because it's like, well, what if it's an infrastructure problem? Does that mean I have to go into like a database now and pick things apart? So right, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think I have like a, a toolkit. I mean, notebooks, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. scikit, pandas, you know, those, those kind of things. I mean, I, I kind of am a matplotlib hater. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's built in, so it's nice, but I mean, I just, I want to see something a little sexier. So like I would go to something like Chartify or Plotly, but yeah. How about yeah. you? Um, you kind of hit on it near the end when you said pandas for me, like if I yeah. leave the world of spreadsheets or Excel or whatever, uh, because it's gotten too big or, yeah. or whatever, like, well, a, like a let's be honest, problem. like Excel does, I mean, like sheets does a lot of, a lot of stuff and like, I don't know why oh, people yeah. throw so much shade at it. Yeah. Like as long as your data set's not crazy large sheets yeah, yeah, or yeah. Excel will basically do everything. And then if you're also a apt programmer you don't have to be very good there's a script editor in both excel and sheets that yeah if there's something you couldn't do but the data still fits in in that paradigm <laughs> yeah yeah like you can do a lot right no but for me it's uh if you have to leave that world uh and get away from the comfy home of google or microsoft yeah yeah uh to me it's really any kind of data frame i don't actually care which one yeah it's true Just the ability because it, it, again it's a spreadsheet like it's, a data yeah, frame is mega not spreadsheet. very, yeah, it's not very different from a spreadsheet. So then you layer on the tools you want on top of a data frame, whether mm -hmm. it is like, I want to distribute comp uh, distrib distributed computing this. That's not actually That's a right. word. Like, <laughs> I was trying to rationalize that as I was saying it, and it's not real words. But yeah, like I, I need to map reduce this basically because it's way too large even for yeah, my, yeah. my big honking machine. So yeah, like the data frame gives you access to a bunch of stuff, whether that's in Dask or in Flink or in Pandas mm -hmm. or in whatever. Like there's just so many. And then certain data frames are portable across languages. So even if right. Python's not the hammer you need, you can jump into like a JVM language and do like that's right. Scala work. Exactly. So yeah, for me, if it's not the spreadsheet, it's probably data frames. No, that's fair. Okay, what about this one? Uh, which technologies can you see becoming popular, widely used, in your area in the future? Oh, in my area. I wonder if that means Toronto or what I do. <laughs> at Spadina in college. <laughs> exactly, at Spadina in college. I think food delivery, no. Uh, realistically, um, I think there's even more and more place for commoditizing or democratizing a little more of the neural network world. 
So yeah. deep learning. Uh, and like I think there's auto more AI versus like auto AI yeah. versus auto ML kind of thing. Yeah. Like getting into auto AI a little more. So I know a bunch of uh, players that are like kind of going that route and trying to do all kinds of like, uh, you know, stochastic searching of models rather than just like stochastic right. gradient. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, like they're really going to try to optimize your problem. And I don't know that it's there yet, but I could see in the next like three to five that it's going to get pretty damn good. And it's going to remove the need for yeah. like super graduate level uh, reasoning when That's the right. majority of this will just be like, okay, well, we've published a, a model topology, go use it. And it works as like, I don't know, some exactly. XML or JSON or yeah. But it's like, the, it's like the whole deving, you know? the whole yep. diving of data science and it's like back in the day in the 80s it's like you did need a phd to code to computer but, <laughs> yeah computer. to computer <laughs> yeah no i totally i totally see that yeah that's uh that's true like so it's going to become easier i think so i think i'm on the same page as you like i think drag and drop analytics or drag and drop you know machine learning that's mm -hmm. coming it's it's already kind of here it's just i still think it's too complicated not com not necessarily complicated but people just don't understand it yet and i think it's still a little it's you know it's still a little too mathy for people mm, yeah. um you know i mean like even app dev now like you can just drag and drop and make an app yeah. you know it's so like you zero you know zero cs and you can do it so i think you know things are moving into that i think um any tech that's going to make ai training like pre-training cheaper you know, I think compute, like things are just like training models is just going to be faster or like yeah. pre-trained models, I think are going to be just more prevalent. So like you don't have to spend, you know, 20 G's training a, yeah, sure. a BERT or something like that or should, yeah. well, BERT was well, probably 20 like 10 G's million. would be great. Yeah, I know. 20 <laughs> G's would be great for BERT. Million, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I think a lot more of those models and I think compute will get cheaper and then that'll mean there'll be more trained models and then, you know, like the, the downward pressure of, uh, of all that stuff. But yeah, I think, you know, drag and drop is going to be, and then I think one thing I've been seeing a lot in BI is, um, and I mean, it's not really in the AI world, but kind of is, is uh, query based analytics. So like mm -hmm. things, instead of like, you know, making a report that you drag sales and then you drag time and then you get sales by month or whatever, yeah. you just type in a box and you say, what is sales by month? And then it just pops yep. up so you don't have to like set up the data so i think that you know companies um microsoft's doing it in power bi a uh, thought spot was kind of like the leader like the first to do it mm -hmm. and i think other companies are gonna catch up like tableau will probably be there eventually and like click and all those guys will be click with a q will be yeah, there yes. soon <laughs> um and then i mean that's people just have questions they just don't know how to get the answer but i think the question part is the most important like at the non-practitioner level like if you're asking the good questions like the computer will do some of it for you at least you don't need a team yeah anymore, right? those those languages like the meta language that you're you're talking about to describe a query yeah. those are just domain specific languages and they're like super mm -hmm. easy because of the gherkin syntax and cucumber and every yeah, yeah, vegetable yeah. out there <laughs> uh <laughs> like Quite literally, I've developed several of these either as testing frameworks or as part of apps. And it's just like, if you have enough of the actions underneath, you could basically create that DSL quite rapidly. Right. 
one other thing that I was thinking is instead of auto ML, auto AI, how about like auto hygiene, auto privacy, auto cleansing, auto, like auto data prep. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a huge, and we all oh know my God. That that's the biggest problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's, that's also the biggest impediment. In front is that of happening? ML and auto like, I don't know. Tableau prep is there. I, I mean, I wouldn't ascribe that I'm like a, huge tableau user as i used to be like tableau used to be my daily and now not yeah. as much but you know there's tableau prep i've kind of looked at it i haven't went deep into it but the people that have been um that aren't super data savvy have been telling me it's like amazing but i don't know for myself but i would assume auto etl essentially or like Basically, auto yeah cleaning normalized yeah like uh, I, I wish, true, I wish there was true. a DSL for that where you're like, I got these as my inputs, and I want these as the inputs uh, to my model. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then <sighs> it just kind of figures. It, it takes a best look at it, and it probably requires machine learning under the yeah, hood yeah, to yeah. really figure it out. But like, I can actually already envision or picture how I would build it, which is crazy. Uh, but it would be a big, big project. You know, billionaire next idea, next billion dollar idea. <laughs> oh yeah, this is this is solving every person's yeah. like biggest problem, right? Data engineering oh, is the real big problem in data science. Even right? if you so. could save one FTE, that's worth like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. That alone is already worth hundred thousand. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here's cool. here's the next question. What's oh, your it's favorite? My turn to ask. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay go, yeah. go, I'm go, flip go. It to you. Okay, go, go. Uh, so yeah, this is a fun one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what was your favorite album in the last five years? Oh, I don't know. Like, and I didn't want to do research on it. <laughs> like, but I, I don't know. I don't have a favorite, but maybe ones that I've been listening to a lot in the last five years. Uh, Chance the Rapper, Coloring oh, Book. Yeah, excellent. That was a good, yeah. good one. Uh, indulgence is Beach House Seven, <laughs> oh. and uh, I love I love it. It's so like just airy and teen, <laughs> and yeah. tribe the tribe album. The, we got it from here. Thank you for your service. The, Not sure which one that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Think that I've was the last one. Like after Fife Dog died, oh, it was uh. really good. Yeah, but I've been I've been on the seventies albums lately. I've been getting a lot of vinyl. Just got a new yeah. Young Harvest. Oh, it's so good. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You showed that to me on uh, on thing on classic on, uh, on Zoom the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? What's the what's it's a couple? Funny. I'm so freaking mainstream with this stuff because, like, I generally listen to podcasts or audiobooks. So yeah, yeah. I end up like whatever is in my wife's uh, playlist and her <laughs> Spotify ends yeah, up being yeah. the like the stuff I listen to, and she's very much a drake and weekend fan yeah so i listen to a ton a ton of that the only thing that i've listened to recently that i uh i guess that was my own or that i really dug was yeah uh there i don't remember the name of it either but there was a david bowie album that came out black star yes that's it yeah such a good album that's a good album too man like the one just before like just after he died Oh, that's what it, maybe that's yeah. what triggered it for me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a good album. Oddly, oddly enough, uh, I I hate the person, but I like his music or liked his music is Kanye West. So oh. I haven't been listening to a lot of Kanye for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Recently, I don't know that I have really dug it. Um, and maybe the last one is probably uh, just about anything Kendrick Lamar. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
him and Chance the Rapper are sort of like on another level in, in the world of hip hop and spoken word and stuff. And they're like the like new generation. Guys. They are. They're intellectual. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I gotta say, my Spotify has those daily recommendations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my first, there's one that's strictly EDM because I was listening to a lot of stuff from Holy Ship. Yeah. And, you know, made the thing. And then the second one was just Led Zeppelin, Bob Seeger, Eagles, and like <laughs> the Doobie Brothers. I'm kind of all over the place, like you too, though. You, yeah. You, you land in everything. Like, so I, I generally tend not to listen to a lot of old rock and roll, but that's. Yeah, yeah. Or m- not a lot of country either. Like, I have no issue with country. It's just like I never got into it. So, yeah, same. It doesn't offend me in any way. It's just like one of those things that, like, I don't have a feel for it. But if I was in Nashville or something, and I have been, mm-hmm. like, I get into it all of a sudden. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Music's I'm music. By this. this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's really about, like, is everyone enjoying themselves, right? Yeah. That's why, like, music's so good. Like, you can, you can be anything, right? Just as long Absolutely. as you're in the crowd. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. How do you measure the impact of a data science initiative or project and what's the biggest success fail? And maybe Uh, it's a two-parter. Maybe you don't have to talk success fail. That could be like a a very different question. I know that's a whole other topic. So maybe Uh, impact of data science initiatives or projects. uh, To me, everything that is data science should be looking at something I mean, you know, it's all about insight. So it should be looking for something more insightful than counting, right? So if you are just describing things or counting them, that's like scratching the surface of the data science world. And that's like, you know, in the very light analytics, data science should go a step behind that and sort of get to the, either the how or the why Mm -hmm. uh, of something that was counted. So like, if you're just, I, you know, we're all sports freaks here anyway, so. If you're talking about basketball, it's like, okay, well, you know, one of the counting stats is just uh, rebounds per game, points per game, all the per games, right? So then you start thinking, is points per game a good thing? Uh, Like, is a higher points per game a good thing? And is it always a good thing? So, like, there's some insight behind that. You know, like, if you're just a volume scorer, it's not always a good thing because you might be detrimental to your team. That's right. if you're not scoring a lot, but you're doing it on 85%. Uh, every time you touch the ball, percentage. it goes in. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like if all you do is dunk every, like Giannis, basically, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, he doesn't need to score 35, even though he does, but he's still like rock solid as a player. So that's right. There's, it's the getting below the surface and like really starting to figure out why a specific action happened. So to me, that's, it's figuring out exactly what the value of that data is because it's it all comes back to value and generally it should be business value yeah no totally agree i think it should be value driven i think measuring the impact is just like to me it's like why are you doing it what are you trying to move what are the goals and then did you hit it right so like the impact is like you come you don't do these projects for no reason yeah exactly. like you have to have a reason and then that reason you should know what you're trying to do in terms of impact, right? Like, are you trying to get more sales? Are you trying to, you know, get people, stop people from leaving your company? Are you trying to, you know, I don't know, increase the effectiveness of your email campaigns or whatever it is, right? Or even just landing more three-point shots, right? Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever that initiative is, is like you have to have that measure of success and then, and then the the downstream effects, right? So it's like, yeah, okay, we're going to get more three-pointers or yes, we're going to get more sales. Great. We found a way to do it. But 
you know, what was the impact of that? Did that mean we'd have to hire 10 more people? Does that mean that, right. you know, we have to draft more three-point shooters? Does that mean, you know, like, so I think it's, it goes back to value and then like the downstream value too. Yeah, absolutely. And then what about success and fails? Oof. I think fails, the fails that I've seen are just projects that aren't tight. So that's like, what it is. Like, they all fail. Yeah, they all fail. <laughs> like it's in like, that sense, if, if you don't yeah. have a good ask and you don't like reinforce what the uh, end right. goal is supposed to be, then yeah, you're just doomed to fail. Unless it's like <laughs> the goal is just to see what happens. <laughs> Let's do this yeah, and see what happens. It's like you yeah. have succeeded in seeing what happens. Yeah. Well, wait, is that academia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like, fails you know fails are usually just i mean what is a fail you know like it it's weird getting all met on that but you know if you're saying like hey look i'm trying to do this to get you know higher incremental lift in my marketing mm-hmm. or i'm doing this thing to get more three-point shot like land three-point shots make three-point shots but if you mm-hmm. didn't if you quote failed and didn't get it that's still a learning that you can use to like put back into the the experiment jar right and then that's good so maybe it's like not fail but it maybe it's more like well i I guess fail is failing not to learn from yeah yeah basically not growing in any way and that's not on a personal level that's just generally yeah straight up the org or whatever yeah 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 yeah. like if you learn something it's good because like you can take that back and push it like a fail would be like you didn't get anything out of it and you can't take any of the learnings for sure. So getting all Tony Double Robbins fail. on this, does that mean that every fail is actually a minor success? That's right. If you can <laughs> <laughs> if you can convert it into a learning that can get you a win down the road. Yeah. And I mean, I've said this one to you a bunch of times. It's not that practice makes perfect ever. Practice yeah. makes progress, you know? And that's all failures are. Practice. That's right. I mean, we all know for playing sports, you know, we fail all the freaking time and we don't take yeah. it to heart. And then all of a sudden you hit the game day and you're like, oh, I'm pretty damn good at this, right? That's right. High percentage. Right. Yeah. Um, Is it on me or on you? It's, I think, on you now. No, it's on me. Yeah, it's on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the next? Oh, here we go. Uh, how do you feel about AI creating new AI? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, I think that's the, f- like, I'd love to see it at that point because, I mean, that just means things are going to accelerate even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think it's a good thing. Oversight. I mean, when is Skynet coming kind of thing, <laughs> I guess, but yeah, you know, I, I, I think putting like restrictions around it, checking in on it, making sure you can shut it down or like modify it when you need to, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's AI making AI is progress to me. What do you think? Uh, I think there's like, no way that we're not going to get there because that's what every technologist is moving towards. Uh, Like you, I sort of, uh, I don't even think fear, but like I'm a little anxious and not like anxiety driven, but like anxious as in like (laughs) how this is going to happen about, um, about this happening uh, and about the possibility of, you know, a singularity, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, Yeah. Realistically, like we need a kill switch because just like everything that we do as humans or everything that we do where we're like, we want to sort of like put bumpers around it. Um, there's, you know, smarter people that come along and figure out loopholes. So like That's if right. you look at every CBA in the world, there's loopholes in there and they figure out a way to game it 
in a way that you didn't expect it or every rule like every government rule ends up having some ways to like back yeah. yourself into something that's so, what law like lawyers are about right that's what the law yeah, is i mean that's just lawyers now you remember the uh i think it was the open ai uh sandbox or or whatever it was called like the, the language one the, no not the language one the one where they've built up a an arena and they had like two um avatars play two evil avatars and oh, they yeah, had to yeah, find yeah. each other like they broke physics because the people didn't think that the computer would think to break physics so right the computer is not going to think like a human it's going to try absolutely every possible uh permutation right. and that's of, like reinforcement yeah. learning right there right where exactly. you're just like hey you're rewarded for achieving the goal yeah, and the reward of AI creating new AI is it, it's making itself better or it's yeah. doing something or inferring or classifying something better. And it will break every rule that you think it should, you know, uh, ascribe to whether or not you let it. Not, not whether or not you let it. Right. Whether or not you know that it's going to do it. Wow, so yeah, you need, yeah, you need yeah. a kill switch. Like it, it can't Turn be a it laptop. It has to be a desktop so you can pull power. <laughs> desktop? That's like... <laughs> Desktop that's not connected to the internet. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a total. What are they? What are those machines called? Where it's just like it's not connected out to the world. Uh, I don't know, but I know on the grid. <laughs> yeah, like in in uh, power generation in a bunch of places. That yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yo, yeah. you don't I get. Don't yeah, you don't get access. What's the next one? We've got. Uh, all right, here we go. Where are the jobs that don't require? a ton of technical certs that actually pay a salary. I'm making 35K a year as a data analyst and having difficulties finding my next opportunity. Everyone wants five to 10 years of experience and half a dozen technical certs. What should I do? Wow, that's a really long question. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know where they're living. So 35K could be an amazing salary if you're- Yeah, you know, yeah. So, but I'm assuming they're probably in a large urban center uh, and it's probably- why they're saying 35k sucks um it might be as easy as move companies uh and i don't want to say that lightly because moving companies is a big decision um so it's understanding what you're actually worth that's first that's the first thing uh, and really realizing okay well i'm being uh not mistreated but misremunerated here uh i shouldn't be a thirty-five thousand dollar a year person i should be a sixty thousand dollar a year person yeah so like that's the first thing is understand what your value is in the market before deciding whether or not to go get more certs or not. Uh, again, well, what, what do you think about certs though? I'm not a fan of certs. In the, da in they, the data world. I don't think they signal that you necessarily know anything more than somebody else. As you, as you see like the majority of people who end up in the high paying AI jobs are PhDs. Um, yeah, and that's the ultimate it's just certification. Because, yeah, it's the sort of it's just like you know you obviously did a lot of work. That's what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, beyond more. that, like your best cert is do a lot of work. Like that's it. Yeah. You know, like solve really cool problems, be passionate about them, and and be able to talk about them uh, to somebody as if you own that damn thing, right? That's right. Um, it's not necessarily a thing of, oh, well, you know what? I invented something. You don't need to. It's just like, I found something about a, a topic that I was super passionate about and I created the data set. I, you know, you basically went through all the whole steps and yep. it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that I redefined what 
you know, an RNN is, or I created a new kind of neuron or something. That doesn't actually matter, especially in a non-technical. That's right. Uh, That's with a non-technical driven. lens. Exactly. So like the majority to me is just do more work, but do novel work that people aren't doing. So don't go to Kaggle and yeah. go to data all the time uh, and solve the same problems that everybody in the world is doing. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear that. I'm, I'm always on the fence about certs. Like certs inherently aren't bad. I think certifications are good to show that you have a minimum level of competency, but that alone doesn't get you. Like people, maybe it's a misnomer. People just don't think about it, but you're not going to roll up into a job interview with your Coursera certificate of completion and slide it across the table and say, hey, hire me. Like that's never gonna, that's never gonna no. happen. But yeah, I mean, Coursera doesn't signal the same way as like Harvard Law does. Yeah, like yeah. Picking on Harvard Law because everybody <laughs> Harvard Law. Yeah. But or I think Wharton like for MBAs, yeah. I don't think you should ever lead with certifications. I mean, I have friends who have like some of the best data engineers I know. They have AWS certifications, but they don't tell people that. You know, like their company yeah. paid for them to get it, and you know, say you got it, but you know, you don't have any experience. I think it's the it's two pieces, right? Like getting the certification is fine. It means that you've got introduced to that technology or some technique, which is okay. But that's not the only thing. Like the experience is what matters. I was talking to someone the other day, they're asking me for some advice and they want to move into more marketing analytics roles. And they're saying, oh, I come from financial analysis. I do a lot of reporting, et cetera, et cetera. How do I get in? Like, I'm going to take a Google analytics certification, right? And I'm like, yeah. take it. Right, it's fine because you're going to have to learn the tech, and those certs are pretty good to get you up to yeah. speed on the technology. But I'm like, go get some Google Analytics data or go open an e commerce store. I had a friend who did this. They're like, yeah, I went for a marketing job like way back in the day. He opened up a Shopify store, added Google Analytics, bought like a hundred bucks in ads, spent it over mm -hmm. two weeks, like nothing big, right? And I think he got a yeah. hundred dollar. Um, you get those ad gift. credits when yeah, you sign up. Yeah, yeah. credits from yeah. Google. So you got like 200 bucks. And then he A-B tested some copy and he was selling like dog, uh, or are they like dog collar uh, name, dog name tags. Oh, cool. A little like, you know, rhinos and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 a little yeah. bone <laughs> on it. And it was totally fake, right? But he just straight up was, I need to, I needed to learn analytics. I learned about Facebook analytics and Google analytics through this. I ran a campaign and did whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you should do versus just say you got a certification from Google analytics. Yes. Right. So like absolutely. if someone's like, go run a campaign, you're like, yeah, okay, I can do that. I've done it once, but it's better than yeah. doing it no times. So I think doing things like that, it's not necessarily innovative, but I mean, it's just using the thing that you've learned in the real application. Like the Google Analytics certification itself does not mean you can do it. It helps you get to a spot where you can try it out. But if you have no experience doing it, it makes it very difficult. So I think the, you know, finding this person kind of finding their next opportunity, it's like, I think you have to identify what that opportunity is going to be, what you want to get into, and then just kind of be an enthusiast about it. So like whether it's, you know, marketing analytics, financial analyst, or whatever it is, right? Like go and do it For you know sure. don't don't just kind of hang out and keep taking more certifications it's not gonna not necessarily gonna help and people where it says like everyone wants five to ten years of experience well that's an intermediate role no one's asking for a junior that's 
uh, five to 10 years of experience of doing something. And like, that's probably out of your league anyways, if someone's asking for that, right? Like that's a person who's been in the game for a while. Like imagine you competing with someone with 10 years experience, like that's, or even like call it seven and a half years. Like that person can run circles around you. So it's probably not the right job. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we pause there? Cause we have a lot more to go through the same We'll save it for another day. Because it's a nice landing spot talking about mm-hmm. what people need for uh, to get, you know, to further their career, to get on a different Absolutely. path or all that stuff. And I mean, it really relates well to what we do, which is all modular labs and, and specifically all That's about right. getting experience and doing work. I mean, we don't actually do much teaching at all. It's, it's well, like think... figuring out exactly, yeah. let's do a bunch of actual like data science, you know, let's, let's data science the shit out of it. That's right. And I mean, here's the other thing is that there's a lot of people that teach it out there and there's probably lots of good teachers and lots of good programs, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like getting that certification. Um, you know, you can do the learnings, but where are you going to get that experience? And like, that's, I think that's a super important part. Like, you know, deep down, everyone knows that like you don't show up to a job interview and give someone your certificate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Your certificate of completion or your diploma or whatever it is. Right. So, I mean, that, I think that's the missing, the missing link. And I think that's what, you know, we're, we're doing our best to to try to do that. So, I mean, that's why we came up with a lot of industry partners and, you know, get a lot of projects that are impactful in the real world, not just in the synthetic world. Exactly. Yeah. So anything else to say for, for today's podcast? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, keep asking questions. We're going to have a bank of AMAs. Actually, this is actually kind of fun. I hope, uh, you know, this is useful for you guys. Like keep sending in questions. Um, you know, I mean, they can also be, what was your favorite movie in the last five years? It doesn't have to be album. <laughs> it doesn't have to be album. <laughs> and but, yeah, we're uh, working actually with some partners to possibly do some, uh, podcast syndication or, yeah. or guest speakers, which might be fun. Um, so if you have any podcasts or any anything that you listen to that is, you know, on point or related to data, even if it's not actually, mm-hmm. even if it's like an industry that you're like, I don't know what their data world is like, let, let them know and let us know and we'll reach out and see if we can do some kind of guest speaking arrangement with them. Yeah, it'll be fun. I love, I love getting other people on. We're working on some stuff now for some uh, marketing and data leaders in Toronto. So uh, stay tuned for that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk to you all next week. Okay. See ya. Bye guys.